They're coming to get you, Barbara. everybody i'm at welcome you back to another episode of the garage of horror podcast i know it's been a while but you know we had a thunderstorm the last time we were recording kind of messed up everything <laughs> yeah it was uh it was pretty ferocious <laughs> yeah we were supposed to be doing silence of the lambs so we're still gonna do that we're just gonna move it because now we're into april so it's Des's it's my time yep it's Des's birthday month so it's her time to shine and if you remember, we did a poll on Twitter, you know, where she picked out four movies and The Conjuring won in terms of what we're going to talk about first. So, yeah, by like a landslide, right? Or did... uh, it's 4% a landslide. Oh, no. Conjuring got, Conjuring got 32. Uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe and the Amityville Horror tied at 28. Oh. And then poor old Insidious came limping <laughs> in at the end at like 12. So, I mean, Insidious. Insidious got landslotted, but the other one's not so much. To be fair, I picked The Conjuring too, so <laughs> <laughs> that was my vote. But still, poor Insidious. <laughs> I, think I, went, I think I went with Autopsy of Jane Doe. <laughs> it was a toss-up between the two, honestly. But we all know I'm partial to demon possession movies, so I yep. mean, not that, you yeah. know. Well, that one wasn't a demon, really. It was just... We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Point is a difference. <laughs> yeah, plus we got three kids running around, so yesterday we actually got to watch it, but now we're going to record today and see how much Matt can remember. <laughs> well, that's probably... That's why he wants to do it different. We're doing it a little <laughs> different today instead of just, you know, walking you through the movie because everybody that likes horror has seen The Conjuring. Even my 11-year-old has seen The Conjuring. <laughs> We're uh, we're gonna switch it up a bit, make it a little more interesting. Yeah, so I'm just gonna come in right off the hop here, and I'm just gonna give you like give like a synopsis of the movie to refresh, you know, what it's about for everybody, and then you know we're just gonna go through, you know, what we liked about it, you know, maybe what we didn't like about it. I got some trivia stuff. I got some stuff about the budget. So we're yeah we're we're trying out a, a new format with this episode. So. So we'd appreciate some feedback on how you like it afterwards, too. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hit up that Twitter, at Garage of Horror, you know, at Garage of Horror. And, you know, same thing on Facebook, same thing on Instagram, all at Garage of Horror. Make it real nice and easy. Um, okay, so, The Conjuring. Um, I was actually, you know, very trepidatious when this movie first came out because, I mean, I don't like, I mean... You love Haunted House, like, demonic possession movies, yeah. right? Like, they're your thing. They're your jam. Yes. Um, I mean, I like them, too. Like, they're not my favorite. Everyone knows I'm, like, I'm an 80 slasher guy. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> um, by the time The Conjuring came out in 2013, it had, like, really been a while since I had seen an effective Haunted House, like, uh, demon possession type movie. I think, like, the last one I'd seen before that that I would have considered good was, like, the remake of the Amityville Horror in 2005. 
which we're gonna talk about. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like the I second movie. Like the haunted in haunting in Connecticut too. I liked it, but like it's not. I would I I wouldn't put the haunting in Connecticut on the same level as the Amityville remake of The Conjuring. Okay. Um. So you know, like I wanted to do it. I wanted it to be good and. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I, I actually like The Conjuring a lot. Yeah. Um, so, storyline. So, The Conjuring is about, says, in 1971, Carolyn and Roger Perrin move their family into a dilapidated Rhode Island farmhouse, and soon strange things start happening around it with escalating nightmarish terror. In desperation, Carolyn contacts the noted paranormal investigators, Ed and Lorraine Warren, to examine the house. What the Warrens discover is a whole area steeped in a satanic haunting that is now targeting the Perrin family wherever they go. To stop this evil, the Warrens will have to call upon all their skills and spiritual strength to defeat this spectral menace at its source that threatens to destroy, to destroy everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Which, isn't this the first movie, like, not chronologically... But, like, the first movie where we get introduced to Ed and Lorraine Warren? Yes, like, this is okay. the first movie of the whole Conjuring universe, okay. as they call it. Like, yeah. The Nun, all the different Annabelle yeah, movies, no, Conjuring like 2, like, they it. all are in it, but, like, this was first. Okay. So, while it's not chron chronologically first, it was first. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, I couldn't remember. Yeah. Kind of like how Iron Man was the first movie that you know marvel released as the mcu but chronologically captain america the first avenger would be yeah. first <laughs> i want to start off like before we like dive into the whole you know talking about what we like about what we well i guess it does kind of fall into that too like i know a lot of people don't really like ed and lorraine warren which is weird because i really like <laughs> <laughs> well that's where i'm going to differentiate like uh, a lot of the stuff that the real life and Lorraine Warren like wrote about and talked about and stuff has like largely been debunked. Yeah. Like, you know, like everyone says they are pretty much charlatans and liars and you know, all that good stuff. The book that was written about the Odeville horror with them, like the guy said that, you know, they told him to make stuff up and yeah. you know, stuff like that. And like that's fine. Like it's like, okay, maybe they were hucksters and shysters whatever but i will say that like the conjuring movie universe and lorraine warren you know are patrick awesome. wilson <laughs> and vera varmigia are awesome yeah. <laughs> like you know like i think it would have been better almost if they weren't based on real people to have that baggage yeah. but it's like they're both like such great actors yeah. and like they really sell that you know they care about each other and like they care about the family you know, and they don't really seem to be in it for, you know, um, the, monetary gain. the monetary gain and something like, you know, stuff like that. So, like, they don't really come off like that in the movie. So, like, I like them in the movie, like, very much. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I was talking about. Like, I, as far as the movie and the universe is concerned, like, I really like them as far as the movie. Like, I, I mean, I know the whole truth thing and you know yeah like as that. as real people not so great as movie characters awesome pretty great <laughs> yeah i mean i like patrick wilson and pretty much everything he does anyway and um you know i like vera farmigia because you know she played uh norman bates's mom yeah. on bates motel so yeah, you know, I was a, I was a fan of, uh, a fan of that so i'm just a fan of them in general <laughs> so 
you know, I like them in the movie. But let's let's talk about this one thing real quick. <laughs> it's like every time I watch one of these movies, I notice a new Annabelle plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They did not plan Annabelle very well. No, because as, you know, we talked about before, you know, it was like, in this movie, you know, they have the two nurses, right? Well, wait a second. You should start out by pointing out, you know, that it is like... Well, no, well no, I was going to start with this one just because it's the first movie in the universe yeah, and they, they set with- Annabelle up in this movie because, you know, I mean, really, like, what's the whole point of having the Annabelle thing before we get to the parent family? You know, like, they, yeah. they were setting up Annabelle for her own thing, like, right off the bat. So yeah. I'm just going to go with, like, well, that order. that's what I was talking about. You know, like, it has almost like a double storyline. Yeah. Which was something I was a little bit iffy on. But I mean, even, you know, just rewatching it, it's like, yes, it's a separate thing, but it kind of ties in well because it's, you know. It's like a bookend. You get some Annabelle stuff at the beginning and then you get some Annabelle stuff like at the end. Yeah, but they do reference it in the middle too. Yeah. So it's just kind of like a little thing here and there. Like, I don't know. But anyway, so the first Conjuring comes out and we're introduced to this Annabelle doll, right? And she's with the two nurses and, you know, shit starts popping off. So the Warrens come in, you know, and they're like, there was never, you know, any little girl. It's a demonic entity because the nurse said, you know, like the little girl and the thing said that she was a little girl named Annabelle Higgins and she wanted to inhabit the body. Right. right. And that like, you know, she died when she was a kid, blah, blah, blah. Right. right. So, okay, fine. <laughs> like that's what we're starting off with. Cool. Yeah. But then... After this movie, the very next movie we get is Annabelle, right? Right. And what happens? It's the 60s, and the grown-up satanic satanic cult daughter chick that breaks into their house and, like, you know, tries to kill everybody and kills herself in the room with the doll, her name is Annabelle Higgins. Yeah. Not a little girl. (laughs) And they claimed that when she did the blood thing... And it it transferred or or invited something, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So it's like, okay, plot hole one. Then we get into the second one is Annabelle creation. And you get that whole thing at the beginning about the little girl, you know, that's with her dad by the truck because the truck breaks down way back in old timey days. And then the car comes through and hits her and he makes the doll. right? Right. And like tries to put like his daughter's soul into it or whatever. Right. So there's another origin story. (laughs) Okay, so we've got three different origins for this fucking doll. Well, how old was the little girl in the creation one? That I don't remember. Okay. Now we have to rewatch it. (laughs) Maybe it kind of does mesh in a little bit. Like, I don't know. But even if if that's the case, you're going to tell me that both the satanic daughter cult girl and this girl from way back in the day both had the same fucking name yeah that's true (laughs) no (laughs) but anyway whatever still like (laughs) i mean even if it i don't know it still would be like two different demons all right but anyway so enough about annabelle whatever (laughs) so i did want to say that apparently you know people agree with us about this being good because the uh box office for this movie is like it's pretty good like it says, they made it. The budget for it was estimated at about twenty million. 
okay. Now, usually, you know, you'll see something of a budget. It'll say, oh, 20 million, right? And then, you know, you do the marketing and all that stuff. So for a movie to really count as like making money, generally, it needs to make back like twice its budget. You know, so it's not like, oh, the budget was 20 million and it made 20 million. So it's even. Right. No, like you are, you got to get to 40 million to be even. So I did kind of mess up saying it had to be twice its budget. Like it it has to be more because twice the budget is like even. But anyway, this movie didn't have that problem. Okay. (laughs) Budget of 20 million. It's opening weekend. It made 41.8 million. Okay. So like it essentially broke even. It's opening weekend. Um, Over the lifespan of being in the movie theaters, it um, in just the USA alone, it made one hundred thirty-seven point four million. And then uh, worldwide gross, you know, when they take in what it made in like every country, it made three hundred nineteen point four million on a on a twenty million budget. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, like I'm not quick with the the math in my head, so like I don't know how much. Times more twenty million three hundred nineteen point four is, but like five or not five, 15, <laughs> 16, somewhere around. So it made like sixteen times its budget back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're the you're the math person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. It was a good movie though. So, and I mean, it's been a while, but I feel like yeah, you know, the previews and stuff that we did see, like they marketed for it well. You know, like. They put out really good trailers and they made it, you know, look good without giving you the entire plot point in the trailers. I so hate when people say that. <laughs> like, not just you, like, just in general, when they show you a 30 second or a minute and a half trailer on television and someone goes, oh, they gave away everything in the movie. I don't need to go see it now. You cannot give away a 112 minute movie in 30 seconds but there have been movies where you know they give you all the highlights in the thing to get you in and then you go watch it and it's like okay i saw everything in the previews like nothing else really happened yes but at the same time then why okay like harry potter right you read all the harry potter books and then you saw all the harry potter movies did you not go into those movies knowing every single thing that was supposed to happen because you already read the book yeah, but still. <laughs> it's still, because movies change it up. And when you go from a book to a movie, the movie is bringing, like, the book to life. It's visualized, you know, it's bringing to life your visual visualization of the book. Okay, but even if it shows, like, plot points. like All the good stuff. If it shows, okay, but even if it shows the good stuff in the trailer... You're going to the movie, you you still don't know when that stuff happens, what happens to make that stuff happen. You you're 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 getting highlights in the trailer, but you're not getting the context. You're not getting all the stuff that like goes into it. That's why like that shit drives me crazy. Like it's like, no, it did not like like somebody tried to say, like, oh, they gave away the whole plot of Rise of Skywalker in a two-minute trailer for a two and a half hour freaking movie. No, they didn't. Yes, I just, I know what they mean. And I find it really funny that you think that, Mrs. I love spoilers. I didn't say that it was, like, really a, uh, whatever. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Moving on. 
Oh, and, and while I was uh, giving mad props to, you know, Patrick Wilson and Vera Formigia for, like, their portrayal of Ed and Lorraine Warren, another one I have to say that, like, Lily Taylor killed it <laughs> as the mom. Yeah. As Carolyn Perrin. But, like, yeah, like, just, like, in the range that, you know, she's expected to play, you know, because she starts off, you know, like, caring mom, you know, kind of, like, sweet, like, innocent, like, in a naive way. Yeah. You know, type thing. And then, you know, she starts getting all the bruises, you know, and she's not feeling good. And, you know, she knows something's wrong and, like, she's just exhausted. And then, you know, those last, like, 15 to 20 minutes when she when is. she's, like, Bathsheba and, <laughs> you know, is just literally, like, going crazy trying to stab two of her children. Yeah. Like, and definitely then, the MVP of the movie for me. <laughs> yeah. And then to go right back to, you know, that loving... You know, at the end, the, when she beats it or whatever. Yeah, when she throws the throws the crap up. Yeah. And it's like, all better. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, I think that's one of the things that I really like about it, too, is like, you know, she does play that so well. And I think another reason why I think it's so good is because it's like a throwback movie. Like, it's... You know, it's it, it takes place in the 70s and, you know, they kind of film it as if that was when they were filming it. You know, there's 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 not really like any over the top gore. Like there's basically really like no blood at all. Like, yeah. you know, until the end when she is Bathsheba, you know, and the stuff like comes on the sheet, yeah. you know, but like, there's not a lot of blood. Um, there's not a lot of jump scares. Yeah. Like most horror movies today do. Like it's all very slow burn psychological without being boring right yeah i think really there's only like two like major jump scares really and like you know because of you know the time there's a lot of parts where you're waiting for it and it doesn't happen and it's yeah it's build up that's anticipation yeah. it's suspense like yeah. that's what a you know but there's no letdown yeah like when it doesn't like, that's like the original Halloween, right? Like, the original Halloween is considered one of the best horror movies of, like, all time. And if you actually watch it and pay attention, there's little to next to no blood yeah. in that movie. Like, it is all suspense. Like, he is, like, stalking them, you know? And and you know he's gonna, you know, get some of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Like, how he's, like, Michael's, like, stalking Annie, you know, outside the house when she's doing the laundry, you know, and all that stuff you know, way before he finally kills her in the car. Right. Like, you know, it's that build up. Like you you just you're tightening the screws and you're tightening the screws because each time you expect something to happen and you get worked up and then it doesn't happen, like you're not getting that release. Yeah. You know, so you're just like So <laughs> so you said it had a couple jump scares. Like what are you which ones are you classifying as I the jump think scares? Like the the chick on top of the wardrobe was one. Okay. You know, like kind of not so much, yeah, kind of like, you know, when it shows her, because, you know, it opened it, it's empty, and, and she's on top. And then, uh, you know, the hand clap in the top of the basement steps in the dark. You know, and she lights the match, and it claps, like, by her ear. See, I, I this is why I asked, because I figured that those were exactly the two <laughs> that you were going to say. And I'm going to, I'm actually going to take the opposite, like, I really don't count those as jump scares mainly because like, okay. So like when they paint, when, when the closet's empty, right. And they pan up and then like the chicks there, right. There's no sudden rise of music. 
Okay. And like, she doesn't jump at her like right away. Like you pan up and it's like, oh shit, like she's there. Right. But it's not like something like, like when we went and seen the grudge and she's in the dark and she turns the thing and like, you knew the guy was going to be there the third time. But when she turns the light, he's not just there. It's like, he's, you know, he's in the process of like coming at her. Like they're trying to make you jump. Right. So, you know, does she jump off the, 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 the cover? Yeah. But like, it's not like sudden. So like, I didn't really count that like as a, as a jump scare. And like, I feel, I kind of feel the same way about the hand claps in the basement because again, like you said, like you're, she's laying the matches, right? Mm-hmm. And you are expecting a jump scare there. Yeah. Like as a matter of, cause like the, the easy way to do that in that scene would have been, you know, she lights the match and there's nothing, you know, she lights the match, you know, and there's nothing, you know, that third time she lights the match, it would have been nothing to have like somebody on those stairs or something come running up the stairs, mm-hmm. you know, when they do that to do a jump scare. But she turns it on and like the hands come, but the hands come out of the darkness slowly, you know, they just reach out and clap. Like, you know, they don't, they don't reach out and grab her. They don't thrust out of the darkness suddenly. Like, it's very slow. It's very deliberate. It did kind of make me jump out. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, definitely. But, like, and, and I get that. Like, I, that is the point. But I feel like those are, like, genuine scares. Yeah. As opposed to they weren't really designed to be, gotcha. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just me. But I did have a feeling that those were the two... That you were going to highlight. Yeah. And I mean, like, even at the end, like, with the cop, you know, the one who's a skeptic, and he finally sees that maid. Yeah. You know, like, you, you, you hear her, like, before you see her. Yeah. You know, like, look what she made me do. Right? So, like, you know something's coming. Right. And I mean, yeah, she runs at him. So, I mean, that one, I guess that one could be kind of classified as a jump scare. But, like, even next, like, you see her walk, you know? Yeah. Back. And then, like, you see her again. And then she comes. So, it's like, you know she's there. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So, it's like, I don't know if I'm just, like, maybe I'm not calling it a jump scare because it's, like, organic. Maybe. You know, type of thing. But, like, I just, I don't really see those as, you know, as jump scares. I think maybe, like, that one and maybe the one when Lorraine falls into the basement and she sees the mother with the knife. You know, and then she turns around and, like, she's under the table with her. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, that could be classified as a jump scare, but I mean, like... Yeah, I was kind of thinking that one, too, a little bit. It was, yeah. like... Yeah. But, like, one, <laughs> maybe two, like, in a movie that long. Like, yeah. most haunted house movies today, like, you're getting hit with jump scares, like, every couple minutes. Because it's, like, that's the only way they know how to scare people. Yeah, that's true. Like, this was a build. Yeah. You know, and even the... You know, the clock start, the, the clock stopping at 3.07, you know, the thudding on the doors, you know, the doors and stuff. They don't really show that too much. Like, yeah. you find out the clock stopped because she's like, hey, this this clock in here stopped at 3.07 last night, and so did the one in the hallway. Yeah. Right? They didn't I, show us them stop. No. She, like, they stopped, you know, she went by and she stopped and looked at it. So they did kind of show you, just okay. not as it's stopping. Yeah. Except when Ed and Lorraine were there and, you know, doing their first night evaluation or whatever, they watched it stop. Right. 
But it was just like, it was in dialogue, like that first time. It was like, oh, stop. And then like, you know, like the thing with the pictures, you know, they come, Ed and Lorraine come and she comes up the stairs and they have like all the things up there. And she's like, oh yeah, these are all our pictures. We kept hanging them up, but something keeps knocking them down. Well, you did see the pictures at the bottom of the steps. Yeah, once. you didn't hear them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and once. Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, so, like, a lot of it is you kind of find out what's happening the same time Ed and Lorraine do. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, because typically movies like that, like, annoy me. You know, like, I think that's partially why Paranormal Activity scared me so much, is because you did hear it all. You heard the thumps and the... You know, the footsteps, like, all that. It wasn't just, oh, this happened. Oh, this happened. You know? Well, I think why it worked for this movie was because they weren't bombarding you with it, like, every couple minutes. And it was like you found out that this stuff was happening on top of the stuff that they did show you. Yeah. Like, the, the clap, you know, like, in the basement when the mom was stuck and freaked out. And then, you know, the daughter upstairs. You know, when the husband comes home and everybody's everybody's fucking screaming, you know, and I, and I made that comment, you know, like, before he's like, somebody tell me what's going on. And I'm like, this poor dude just came home from work and do a shit show. <laughs> and you're like, I'm pretty sure you say that every time. Yeah. But like, you know, you've seen those two. And then, okay, even earlier when she, when, when they all go to school and the mom is playing the hide and seek clap game with the younger daughter, right? Right. And she goes into the older daughter's room, you know, and she's like, second clap, right? And she's like, oh, I know you're in here. Like, they could have did, like, a big-time jump scare with yeah. her going to the closet. But instead, it's like the the doors open silently, you know, and she's like, okay, no, third. she hears them. Yeah, That's but it's not said, really, yes, but it's want. not, like, super loud, though. Yeah. You know? Normal. It's a normal thing. And she goes, third clap. And, like, those hands come out, and they clap. You know, they don't lunge out. The the scariness, like the terror in that scene comes from the fact that we know that that's not her daughter. Yeah. And she's blindfolded and can't see. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it wasn't scary because something jumped out at us or something like that. It was scary because like, it was like, fuck, like that's not her daughter and she has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so then as she gets closer to the closet, you're... You start to get worked up. Like, yeah, yeah, your anticipation's building because you know there's something in there because those hands came out. Yeah. And so she gets there, you know, and and especially because she pulls the clothes back and, like, you expect something to be there when she pulls those clothes back. Right. You know? And there's not. And And where the little bit of a scare comes from is when the daughter comes into the room suddenly and is like, I was here. You're nowhere close. Ha, ha, ha. You know? Yeah. And then, then, you know, you kind of get her... And then, but like even right there, like you know, the the little girl leaves, and you kind of get that look on the mom's face of like, I know I heard those claps. Yeah. Like you know, like she's like, this is like she doesn't say anything, but you can see the 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 calculus going on in her head, like the wheels <laughs> turning. She like you know, yeah. like I know I heard something in here. <laughs> yeah, it was right there. <laughs> you know, and a lot of the scares in the movie are like that. Right. You know, like until. Yeah, you get to the end. Yeah. You know, but I mean, the climax of a scary movie, you're, that's always when shit's going to go up to 11 and oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, stuff's going to go off the off the rails. Yeah. I honestly, like, I can't really think of anything outright that, like, I didn't like about the movie. You know? 
Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, they have a lot going on, but it all kind of just works and flows together. And that's really big for you, because usually <laughs> you can always find something to nitpick. There is yeah. always a nit to be picked <laughs> <laughs> with you. Yeah, there's just not really anything in it that, like, screams to me that, oh my god, that's annoying, or that doesn't work, or, you know? Yeah, like, it's it's very well written. Yeah. The, the plot is very tightly put together. Yeah. You know, and even, like, and I think, like, that's why I like, uh, I like Patrick Wilson and Vera Formigia as the, as the Warrens as well, because it would have been really easy for them to come in as, like, paranormal, you know, researchers. Right. And, like, really be over the top. Like, like you know what I mean? Because, like, we see stuff like that on TV all the time. Like, you yeah. know, like, Ghost Hunters, you know, stuff like that, where, like, is that anybody here? Oh, my God, did you feel that? Oh. <laughs> like, all that stupid histrionic theatric bullshit. Right. You know? And they don't do that. As a matter of fact, they even, like, show them at that one guy's house when they're like, oh, look, I'm standing on the board in your attic here. You know, and, and the wind comes through and you're hearing it in the pipes. So, like, no, yeah. your house isn't haunted, you know. Right. And the and, and, and lady's like, oh, good, you know. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's, as a matter of fact, it's usually not a haunting. You know, there's yeah. there's usually a, a logical explanation, like, you know, a reason. Right. Like, they're not, but again, it's not like they're in it to, for the money. It's they genuinely want to help people. Right. So they actually care. Then I think that might be, you know, part of it too. Like, you know, they come in and it's like, we're looking for evidence. Like, it's not, we just want to scare you more. It's, we need to catch it, you know, on tape, on film, on, you know, recording. Like, we have to see in order to show to get the exorcism. And like, they, you know, they don't lead them on at all with it. Like, they start telling them what's going on. And then they, you know, put in, you know, like, if it always comes in threes, you know, it's an insult. Yes, an insult to the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Right. Like, they're... Yeah, it's, like, very matter of fact. Like, yeah, yeah, because he comes in and and, and he's like, why is the the doors roped up? You know, he's like, oh, that's to stop them from banging at night. You know, and I don't remember. I don't think they ever showed us the doors banging at night. So, like, that's another thing where it's like, okay, we had no idea that, like, this was going on. Like, we find out at the same time, you know, and the dad, and and that's what I said, like, you know, the dad who said he was a little bit of a a skeptic, you know, you know, he's like, it's all very matter of fact. Like I said, he's like, oh, they're banging. And he goes, you know, like this, boom, 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 you know, and and then Ed's like, oh, always in threes. And he's like, yeah, he's like, stops at dawn. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's meant as an insult to the Trinity, you know. No, no flowery speeches or right. you know shit like that and then you know they go through the house and they're setting up the cameras you know and the the crosses and stuff you know and he's very matter of fact he's like temperature will drop get some pictures yeah. you know I'm trying to piss them off you're gonna try to piss them <laughs> off with the crosses because they don't like that shit <laughs> yeah. like you know what i mean but like it's all too to help them. catch something yeah. so that they can go to the church and be like hey <laughs> they need some help here which you know as i commented you know i like how they get all the evidence and you know and they go and they're talking to the priest and he's like well are the children baptized no oh well since the children aren't baptized and they yeah. aren't members of the church that'll make this tricky you know because that's yeah. what i'm like oh well 
I've seen the evidence and I see there's some <laughs> fucked up shit in your house, but since you're not a member of our church and your kids ain't baptized, fuck you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's my problem with churches. <laughs> and of course, there it was a Catholic church. Oh, yeah. I ain't even gonna go into that in case there's Catholic people listening to this, but <laughs> just know I was raised Catholic, so I can badmouth the Catholics if I want. <laughs> I wasn't really raised anything, so <laughs> I was kind of bad mouth at all. You're, <laughs> a, you're agnostic. Well, no, it is because, like, I mean, you remember a lot of the like toward the end. You know, they, you know, Ed steps up and does the exorcism himself because chicks about to kill two of her daughters, right? right? And, and they get done with everything, and then Lorraine gets a phone call and she's like, "Oh, the Vatican approved the exorcism." Oh, so awesome. Yeah, it would have been too late by now. <laughs> like Ed said, nice timing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, okay, so, you know, it would have been, it had been like Amityville, you know, where that priest, you know, doesn't take the, the girl's phone call and, you know, by the time he gets around to it, like, half the family's dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it's, it's dumb. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> And if you have an exorcist, the vision, like, you know, if you, if you still practice exorcisms, then like, you obviously feel that there's a need for it. So why do you make getting one so fucking hard? Yeah. I like, mean, I understand having to have the evidence, but why do they have to go like all the way up the chain of approval and blah, blah, blah? Go, okay. I see this fucked up shit. This is from people that I, you know, know and trust. Let's go do this. And you send it on up. Well, hey. We're going to do this because this. Right. Yeah. Like why, why have to, like you're in Rhode Island in America. Why are we running it past like the Vatican all the way in fucking Italy? And like you said, like this father has obviously worked with Ed and Lorraine before. So like he knows them, you know, and he has seen the video evidence. So it's like, yes, there's obviously something wrong here. So let's just do the damn thing. Yeah. (laughs) As I like to say. Always hoops to jump through. It's just dumb. Yeah, a little bit. So, but I wouldn't even say that's coming off as like a complaint, but not really. Like, I'm not complaining, like saying, oh, this makes, you know, a a bad part of the movie. But like, no, I'm just commenting that it's like, that's dumb. (laughs) Like, that they have to do that. Isn't that more based, like, that's how it is? I mean, I know, like, in real life, exorcisms are very rare or whatever. But that it's that's how it is, right? Like they have to go. On yeah, they have to get they evidence. They have to go all, all the way up. Yes, because basically the Catholics used to hand out exorcisms willy nilly, and then as you know, we became more advanced, and people started to understand what mental illnesses were and what the yeah, subs like what the what the symptoms of mental illness were. Then it was like okay, a lot of the stuff that they were doing exorcisms for was mental health. Okay, a person different. wasn't possessed by the devil, they're just schizophrenic. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of times I know like it was ending up in death. Yeah. Yeah, because so. imagine that. You're doing this archaic fucking ritual designed to expel a demon to somebody that doesn't need it. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like I I understand, you know, like the hesitancy, but I don't know. No, I get it. <laughs> The, the part that really bugged me is, well, they're not members of the church. And it's like, yep, that's pretty much how it is. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of churches, you know, they'll do, like, charity work and they do, like, food banks and stuff. But, you know, like, they, it's still a very tight-knit community. 
a lot of times. Yeah. And, and they preach like loving your neighbor and helping and stuff like that. But then when the brass, when the rubber hits the road, you know, and somebody actually does need help, then, then, then it's just words. You know, and then it's like, oh, well, now you got to jump through all these hoops for us to do anything. It's like, that's not the way it's, that's not the way it should work. Right. <laughs> and I think too, like the, another great thing about this movie is the, the characterizations, you, you know, like the characters themselves. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like the dad, you know, he said he was, you know, a little bit of a skeptic, right. you know, like, and in other movies, you know, that would have been why it would have taken them so long to get help because the dad would have been like, oh, there's nothing going on here. Yeah. You're being is, stupid. Like, yeah, stop. Not stupid, but, you know. You, yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Looking for a logical explanation and writing everything off. Yeah. And, and also, like, their reason for staying would have right. been, like, him being bullheaded, you know, being like, no, there's yeah. nothing going on. It's logical. But it's like he tells Dan Lorraine, he's like, all our money, All our money is, is, is in this house. Which like, I absolutely 100% understand. <laughs> right. Seeing as how we were about to welcome a fourth child into a three-bedroom house. <laughs> Two and a half bedroom, really. <laughs> yeah, we can't do anything because all of our money's tied up in this house. <laughs> <laughs> and our credit. <laughs> you know, but, you know, and he's like, and who's going to take in... A family of seven. You know, seven people for an extended amount of time. Right. You know, so it is. It's like they really... They're stuck. Can't leave. Yeah. Like, you, you know, so, and even though he is skeptical, 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 you know, he does acknowledge that, like, okay, there might be, you know, something, something. going on yeah. here. There's I just can't wrong. do anything. Yeah. But, I mean, he is, like, he's seeing it. And it kind of, it speaks a lot to his character, too. Like, he's seeing, you know, what his daughters and his wife are going through. He's seeing the physical evidence on his wife. Like, so even if he doesn't completely believe that, you know, maybe it's something like that, he knows that they need help. Yeah. So he's like, yes, let's, you know, do it. We'll do whatever we can do to, to help you. Yeah, like even with her bruises when they first show up, you know, and he's like, do me a favor, go see a doctor about that. Yeah. Like he doesn't ignore things. Right. You know, like, yes, he goes the medical route first because most people would right. with bruises showing up. Yeah. You know, it could be anemic, you could have cancer you know, he didn't automatically yeah. jump to ghosts and demonic possessions, but, right. you know, he understood that there was something wrong. Yeah, and acknowledged it. And, yeah, and, and even... And like we talked about during the movie, like, I would have looked at those bruises and just been like, oh, I probably did something in the move. Yeah, that's, know, t- yeah, that's totally you. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about that because you get bruises all the time, and I'm totally him. I'm like, you should... You're getting way too many bruises. You need to go see the doctor about that. And you're like, oh, I don't know how I did it, but it's just a bruise, whatever. And it's like, oh, my God. You could have leukemia right now. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure we would know. Well, yeah, now we would now because... <laughs> but, but the other times, like, that drives me crazy, woman. <laughs> Which, have you noticed since I switched my prenatals, I haven't been getting so many bruises? Hmm. It's almost like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, the, the ones you get have more iron? They have iron. Oh, as opposed to your ones didn't. The gummies don't have iron. Well, why were you taking kids' vitamins? Because obviously I'm 12. <laughs> I, I've reiterated this multiple times. <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. And, okay, yeah. So they come and they investigate. And then, like, that's another scare you get. Like, they're listening to the tape that they made. The Warrens are listening to the oh, they made it home, yeah, and, and like you don't hear like anything, and then like it comes on by itself, and you hear like all these creepy fucking 
like roars, roars and noises and then like the the camera pans up and it's 307 yeah like at their house right you know and i think like the backstory of the house is like really you know really good too you know it's like yeah how much darker can you get than a woman you know being a witch and having a baby and then when the baby's seven days old like she kills it yeah and like like basically like you know sacrifices it to satan and then hangs herself and is basically like anybody who takes my land i'm gonna fuck you up yeah you know and then they start looking through the thing and they're like oh look this is and that's what i like too is like you're seeing all the stuff here at this house but then they're like they pull out that map and they're like this was the whole farm and it's been subdivided here 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 and it's like somebody died here this happened here like it is all over um the the land that was hers even though we're only seeing what is happening at at that particular house yeah they kind of bring it into like more of the world i guess kind of and this speaking of that like this, this this movie has like all kinds of interesting uh trivia and there's one that's really gonna show what i was talking about at the beginning about how like you know in real life ed and lorraine were kind of like charlatans but like in the movies are not right. because like one of the things here like it actually talks about that like the real ed and lorraine warren were actually kicked out of the house because they weren't able to help the family oh and like the family like the parents like they actually lived in that house for 10 years holy shit yeah and okay here as we were talking about listen to this it says the film was given an r rating by the mpaa right the filmmakers had thought the final cut had a chance of getting the more box office friendly pg-13 rating and asked the ratings board for clarification the mpaa said simply that the film was so scary that there were no cuts or edits possible that would make it a viable pg-13 film the filmmakers did not want to alter the film's tone and accepted the r rating without any appeals because it says right here like the film contains no sex no nudity very little profanity it's tame and mostly bloodless violence and brief this and brief depictions of alcohol and no smoking so none of that's in there yet it still received an r rating and it says it's because this was solely based on its scare factor alone yeah well then it kind of messed up for a day or two didn't it i honestly don't remember Maybe not. Mess my mom up to this day because, <laughs> like, she won't sleep with, like, one leg out of her blanket anymore ever <laughs> since the one girl got grabbed and pulled to the bottom of her bed. You know, it's really funny. The paranormal activity did that to me, but now most nights I don't even sleep with a blanket on unless I actual, actually get cold. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that. You've been like, eh, fuck this blanket. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. I can't. I think we gave him the light at that point so maybe it didn't bother him too much maybe the only one i really remember really fucking with him is hell house llc yeah that fucking wrecked that boy's world (laughs) that fucking clown (laughs) dummy holy shit i feel so bad for that one oh i found it so going back to like the the subdivision of the land and whatnot in like the different things so it says that eight generations of families lived and died in that house before the parents moved in oh wow it said andrea parents suggested that some of the spirits from the families never left deaths included two documented suicides a poisoning death the rape and murder of an 11 year old girl 
two drownings, and the passing of four men who froze to death. Most deaths occurred within the Arnold family from which Bathsheba Sherman was descended. Oh, wow. That's kind of crazy. Which is weird because a little further down, it actually says that um, Bathsheba Sherman um, was found not to be guilty of witchcraft and and killing the baby and whatnot and she actually like you know she didn't hang herself like she lived until like 1885 or something like that huh yeah so that's a little bit of a change there but i mean of course (laughs) like the movie wouldn't really work if it was like oh yeah she sacrificed her baby to satan and then fucked off somewhere and lived until 1885 yeah like like, it doesn't really work I don't know. Now that I'm older and wiser, I know that true stories are really just very loosely related to a real life event. (laughs) Oh, and and sometimes not even that. Like, a lot of times they just throw that shit on there because if they make you think it really happened, then it's scarier. Like, I mean, like they say, Blair Witch Project, (laughs) like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like from 1974 like 70 yeah 1974 like said the same thing it was like based on a true story you know (laughs) the texas chainsaw massacre and it's like holy fuck (laughs) (laughs) like like yeah same thing with amityville like you get that based on a true story stuff and it's just like you know there's always gonna be that certain subsection of the population it's like oh my god that really happened yeah i was part of it for a while (laughs) when i was younger until like paranormal activity, because <laughs> <laughs> that one really messed with me because of the whole true story thing. You know, like that that the that ending that you see, you know, where like she, you know, where he like Micah's like lying on the floor, right, and then like he gets pulled out of the the room, right. You know, he comes like flying back in, and then she comes in yeah. and rushes the camera, and you've got that like that demon face, mm-hmm. like you know that was not the original ending of that movie. Yeah, I know. I saw something about it being different or something. The original ending was like she killed him while she was possessed. And then the demon was like walking her around and doing shit. And then like the police show up because of all the ruckus and shit. And they find Micah dead. And basically the demon fucks right off before the cops blow her away. So like she's back in control just in time to get killed. Oh, nice. Okay. I think that would have been a a, a way better ending because <laughs> it's just such. A, I like horror movies with downer endings. I don't. I don't know why. I just do. Yeah, noticed. Like when Ben gets killed at the end of Night of the Living Dead, like the original. It's like, God damn, what a downer ending! <laughs> but it's so great. So back to Conjuring again. <laughs> kind of keep veering off there. That's what I do. <laughs> I will say one thing. Like I feel like. If Lorraine fell through three stories of a house, she'd have been a little bit more messed up than she was. Especially because, like, she kind of landed on her, like, I mean, she broke through each floor, you know, so a twisted ankle or something, you know? Well, see, the thing about that, though, is, like, you have those boards inside the wall. So, like, even though she's falling, like, you can see, like, her dragging, like, yeah. so it's not just a, a, a straight, like, free fall. Like, she is having some resistance. Right. Like, you know, on the way down. Like, should she have been a little messed up? Like, definitely. But, like, 
I can buy her not being completely jacked up because of all the the boards, the boards and, and whatnot. Yeah, I guess so. All right, so we're at 48 minutes. So you know what time it is. <laughs> it's time for lunch. <laughs> <sighs> no. <laughs> Don't bring my bubble guppy love into this podcast. I have three kids, damn it. <laughs> what time is it? It is time for our wrap up. So this is where you get to give the movie your rating. Oh. And, and why? <laughs> oh, you hear that, people? Do you fucking hear that? Yes, a five. it's a five. <laughs> There's a reason that it was like the first one I picked out of my list of four. <laughs> and what because is that reason? Just, because it is so, like, the storyline is so tight, even though they have so much going on. Like, they work it all in. So great. And like you said, it is scary without just being, you know, the jump scares. And, you know, it's it's genuinely scary. And it does, you know, if if I didn't sleep with a light on beforehand, I would have after. <laughs> <laughs> so in the first time in the history of the podcast, <laughs> we're going to have a movie to get to five from the both of us. Oh, shit. <laughs> because... Like I said, like by the time 2013 came around, I was really looking for a good haunted house, you know, possession movie. Um, and it was, uh, you know, like I said, the, the plot's tight. The characterizations are tight. Uh, you know, like, and, and nobody in the movie is really stupid. Right. Okay. Like, even like, you know, you have the dad that's skeptical. Look at the cop, the cop they bring with him, with them when they yeah. set to do everything. Like, he's not a believer at all. Yeah. You know, and like him and Drew have like that, that, like that back and forth, you know, because like, you know, the door opens and whatnot, and he's like, it's a draft. Like, it was a draft. It's like, you're saying, yeah, and he's like, it, it was a draft, you know, and then like, <laughs> you know, and then he gets, you know, she bites him on the face, you know, and all, you know, and like he comes, Drew comes up and he's like, the draft do that to your face. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, and he's like, I'll take a guy with a gun any day. Yeah. You know, so like he's been converted. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's I nobody mean, how that like, you not, yeah, but there are movies that do that. That like, That's that true. people are like, no matter how much evidence they're given, like, that is their character. They're stubborn. They're not going to believe it. And like, even once them not believing it is stretched beyond credibility. Right. Okay. That's and like, true. you don't have really have any characters like this in this movie. Yeah. Like, stereotypes. That's it. Like, there are not a lot of horror movie character stereotypes in this movie like you don't have that dumb blonde you don't have that dumb this yeah i think really the only like major stereotype thing i saw was just that little like tidbit since you mentioned drew of him like trying to impress the oldest daughter i can't remember (laughs) her name but yeah and it's like okay yeah so i I was like you're here yeah i was like you're here to set up equipment not pimp yeah (laughs) i make so many comments during movies (laughs) but yeah so it's all tight you know all the characters are given something you know to do like every daughter is terrorized at one point yeah you you know like the oldest one gets jumped on she gets whipped around freaking living room by her hair you know the the second young you know the the short girl with the short brown hair yeah. you know she and the other one see the creepy thing behind and that's another thing like you see her crying there's something behind the door but we never see yeah, what was behind the, the door like yeah like most 
movies would not have had the restraint to not have something pop out there or at least show you something like but we know something is there based genuinely on her reaction alone yeah like that part sort of drives me crazy too because like i'm staring and saying like I know you're like I want to see. I want to see. What is it? But sometimes, like, yeah, yeah, but sometimes what you, sometimes what you can't see is scarier. Yeah. You know, but like she gets it. The younger daughter seeing the the Rory ghost, you know, and then mom tries to kill her. So like, like. Yeah, the younger too. Yeah, so like everybody gets traumatized. Yeah. (laughs) I think the only one that doesn't get anything is the dad. Yeah. (laughs) Except uh, unless you want to count the trauma of him watching his family fucking come apart yeah. like you know at the seams but like I, I and i think it's like a possession movie done right because it doesn't really drag yeah you know what i mean there's like always... it's there's always something going on even if it's not something scary but like there's always something going on like you know it's where i was like i freaking love the exorcist but like the first 45 minutes of that movie oh my God. is slow <laughs> as shit i could just skip the first 45 minutes of that yeah like like, doing the testing and the mom on the movie set and you you know like i mean yes you have like in the director's cut you have the spider walk down the stairs yeah you have her come in and like you know she pisses on the floor when all of her friends are there but there's too much nothing in between stuff that happens in that movie like you know like the detective like taking the priest out and running on the track and like like I don't need any of that shit. Yeah. Okay, like it, it's Way boring. It's boring, you know. And then when I watch it, it's like it's when I talk about it, it always seems horrible. But then, like when I watch it, it's like okay, it's not as as bad as I said. <laughs> but yeah, like the first thirty to forty five minutes of that movie, it's like yeah. you, you know, like you don't get to the good shit until until she's possessed, you know, and, right. <laughs> until. You know, her face is all fucked up and, yeah. and the money shit starts happening. You know? And I think that's a lot of why, like, a lot of times I do like haunted house movies because, you know, like, it does start right away. You, you know, just small stuff. But you know, you know, that it's there and it's building up and it's going to get worse. <laughs> and, and I guess that's mostly with any movie. Like, I just, I don't like the slow build. Yeah. Definitely not a problem with this movie. <laughs> yeah, not at all. So if you haven't seen The Conjuring, you should watch it. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Ten. Five and five. Ten. <laughs> so, you know, First it's very... First time in garage, garage horror history. <laughs> yeah. And it's very rare that me and my wife agree. So if we're agreeing on this, like, yeah, do it. Although, although I think that we'll probably agree one more time this month. Probably. Like, like I have a feeling that we're probably both going to have the same thoughts on the autopsy of Jane Doe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, yeah. So, anyway, you know what to do. Hit us up yep. at Garage of Horror. At Garage of Horror on Twitter. At Garage of Horror on Instagram. If you got Facebook, come like our Facebook page, facebook.com, at Garage of Horror. Uh, you know, I haven't really been posting a lot of stuff there because we don't really have... <laughs> We have, like, 10 followers. Yeah, like, Facebook. next to no followers there. So, like, come give us a followers so I can post some stuff on Facebook. <laughs> Recommend us to your friends. We are awesome, you know it. <laughs> I wasn't going to say all that, but... <laughs> Alright, so... Until next time, when we do our Amityville companion piece, because we're going to watch the remake and the original and kind of compare and contrast. And so that will be next week. 
That'll be fun. Oh, we yeah. all know how I feel about older movies. <laughs> I know. She's going to hate the old Amityville, and then I'm just going to be <laughs> upset. <laughs> yeah, like I've never seen it. Upset. Bye. Bye. for you. Look, there comes one of them now.